What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Once a pianistic addict, always a pianistic addict. <laughs> no, but for real, I love keeping my eyes up for new TTC products that I would have found useful on my infertility journey so that I can share them with you guys. Approve, predict, and confirm dual kit is just that. Basically, a pee on a stick addict's dream. You guys, this kit is enough for one full cycle. It has 15 LH strips. You guys know that LH is important for predicting your peak fertility, and it has five PDG strips, which is important for confirming successful ovulation. And doing both of those together, LH and PDG, it just kind of gives you a full picture on ovulation itself. So again, not only is this gonna predict your two most fertile days, but it's also going to confirm successful ovulation at the end of your cycle. And because it includes 15 LH strips, that's enough to test twice a day because we know that LH surges are quick and sneaky. And what's really snazzy is that I have snagged a 20% off discount code. Use LAM20, L-A-M-2-0 for 20% off. And of course, I'll just go ahead and I'll link it in my bio. Predict and confirm, y'all. Predict and confirm. Hello, everyone. We have Diana Sanchez on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Diana, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you like with your story. Okay. Hi, Shelly. Um, thank you so much for this podcast. If it wasn't for it like existing, I don't know what I, I would have done. Um, so like Shelly said, my name is Diana and I am 27 years old and I'm pretty much going to start off where me and my boyfriend met. Um, funny thing, we actually met through Instagram. Um, this was probably back in 2014 and he DM'd me and from there, you know, we would talk and FaceTime and we started going on dates and then we made it official on 2014. Um, he, when we first met, he was only 19 and I was 21. So there was like a little small age of gap. Um, where else can I stay? <laughs> um, I think when we first met, um, he always knew that I was going to want to have children and possibly marriage. Um, and then after that, I think maybe around the beginning of 2016, that's when our uh, relationship actually got a little bit more serious than he had moved in with me. Um, for, I think during that time, I was still taking my birth control. And since we had moved in together, we were like, you know, I think it's time to get off of birth control and not try, but because we obviously were still very young, but since we were serious, we just didn't want to be on birth control. And then also the birth control was making me really, really bad mood swings. And it just, I was just kind of over the birth control. And so after that, I think around 2018, uh, I had my first pregnancy scare. So from 2014 to 2018, I, we've never, ever had a pregnancy scare. So that was like my first kind of encounter with one. And I think during that time, I was going to school. Um, he was working a graveyard shift. So we had very different 
opposite schedules and I think with that pregnancy scare that was kind of like oh like a heads up like we're still not ready we we really do not want children yet and I think during that time of that like miss that not miscarriage but that pregnancy scare and like I think my period was missed a week and that's not normal for my body I have a period that is very regular so it's usually the time that it starts the next month it would start on the exact same date so I knew something was off and I remember I had a classmate that had a baby and I was explaining to her like oh I have a miss period like I don't know if I'm pregnant or not and she was totally like you're pregnant you're pregnant you need to take a pregnancy test so I remember I was taking like three to four and they were all coming back negative and I think during that time I remember telling myself oh what if this is like a miss like what if this is a miscarriage like if only I knew that years in the future I actually was going to go through a miscarriage myself but um, that happened and I completed my school and I ended up going to a really good career which was a medical assistant and I was happy and I think this was probably after 2018 that was probably 2019 I had a new job and and that uh, I think in the beginning of 2020 after I was in my new job for a year that's when we were both kind of like you know I think everyone in our family was starting to have children and friends around us were having children and then um, we think we both were like I think it's time to kind of have a family now from 2014 to 2020 I think we were already five to five years together so we felt that that was plenty of time now to kind of start thinking of having children um, since I had that kind of period where I was regular and I was off of birth control for a while from there on we felt like oh you know this is probably gonna happen pretty soon and i think it took us about five months to try from january to may and i think during those five months i remember thinking like wow like i thought i was gonna get pregnant pretty soon and it wasn't happening and i remember questioning myself like oh like i thought this was like an easy thing but i guess it wasn't and as well i wasn't really tracking ovulation i didn't know anything of that stuff i just thought like oh you know you try maybe you get lucky and you'll get pregnant um while that was going on i remember that's when COVID started happening and since i was working at healthcare at a clinic um we were all getting trained on how to deal with like if a patient walks in with COVID and, and I started realizing like maybe I'm at a career or maybe I'm not ready to be in. So I kind of pushed myself out of that clinic and I remember I was looking for a new job and I actually ended up getting a new position during that month of June. And so with that going on, um, I think in June 22nd, um, that's when we found out we were pregnant. And I remember exactly kind of how it happened. I, I think leading to that day, I was supposed to get my period. And I remember going in and checking and I was seeing like this brown discharge kind of coloring. And that wasn't really normal for me since usually when you get your first period it starts with like a little bit of spotting and then from there the second day would be a heavier bleeding and mine wasn't looking like that something made me want to 
Google. And I remember I was looking for early pregnancy signs and one of them stated on there that usually a uh, woman can mistake in their period cycle as, as it being their period, but it's actually it's not. And so I remember that day I was telling my boyfriend, like, we need to take, we need to go to a drugstore. Like I need to pick up a pregnancy test. And I, when I took it, it was pretty late in the evening. I want to say it was probably around five o'clock. So I thought the test wasn't going to be accurate. And once I took it, it was one of those digital ones, the ones that are like seven days before your missed period kind of test. And it came back positive. And I was like in disbelief. I couldn't believe that like it finally happened. And he was in shock. He didn't believe it for a while. And I kept showing it. It's, it's true. It's true. Like we're pregnant. And he got, I remember he got so excited and he started telling all his close friends. I probably only told two of my friends. And then we were going to wait to tell our family maybe when we were going to go see our first OB visit. Um, so I remember while that was going on, since I was starting a new job, I kind of started stressing out because I didn't know how I was going to let my new job know that, oh, hey, you guys hired me. Surprise, now I'm pregnant. And while that going on, I was kind of dealing with like health with my own health insurance. And so I was stressing out like, oh, I don't have one yet. And I don't know what to do. I'm going to be needing all these doctor visits. Like I already knew that I was going to plan out all my visits and like I was going to need a health insurance. So we were scrambling and looking, and luckily at his job, I was still being able to get added on to his health insurance. And so while we were waiting on the process, I was like, well, I cannot wait. I need to see a doctor now. Like, I need to get checked already. Because I was curious. I didn't know, like, how far along I was. And so after that, I had scheduled myself an appointment with my health physician. And I had already needed blood work to be done. So I did that first before my appointment and since she was not an OB she couldn't really check through the ultrasound to see like how precise how many weeks I was but she kind of just guessed it and asked me when was my first date of my miss my miss um, period so since my miss period was probably around May she said oh you look like you're around six weeks pregnant so I was like wow I'm pretty far along and I remember my symptoms weren't very severe. I think maybe the first signs was maybe some light cramping. Um, I remember I had really um, sore breasts and I was definitely going to the bathroom a lot. I remember I was peeing like crazy, like every five or 10 minutes, I remember that. And so I thought, okay, you know, at least I have some symptoms, but I wasn't nauseous. So I remember bringing that up to her and I was like, well, I'm not feeling nauseous yet. I was like, when is that kicking? Because I hear all these horror stories of like, you know, women throwing up during the middle of the night or in the morning and anything like that. And so I remember her telling me, oh, you know, I didn't have any morning sicknesses. So you're fine. You're probably one of the lucky ones that don't get it. And I felt pretty good about that. And then I remember her telling me also that like, oh, if you see any spotting, which I, I know you won't, she was like, but, you know, just in case, you know, if you see a little bleeding or heavier bleeding, do, you know, go to the emergency room or call us and we'll get you seen as soon as possible. So I kind of brushed that part out because, like, you know, she made me feel like my pregnancy was going to be really, really good. Like everything was looking too perfect. 
and um, she gave me a number to call for uh, an OBGYN that she recommended. But when I called her, student's appointments was going to be all the way until the beginning of August. And I had my first health, like my visit in June. So I thought to myself, how am I going to wait one whole month without getting checked? Like it didn't make any sense to me. But at the same time, I thought, well, since I'm still in the waiting of uh, health insurance, I guess I'll, I'll just wait. And if my health insurance comes through sooner, then I will look somewhere else. Um, it was probably between those two weeks, I think around July 3rd, that's when I started seeing that pink spotting. And since I remember I had a colleague that was also pregnant earlier, much more sooner, she had some spotting and her OBYGN checked and everything seemed good. I thought to myself, well, maybe that's normal too then. I won't stress on it, but I'll keep an eye on it. And so the next day on July 4th, um, I woke up and this, the spotting stopped. So I thought, okay, maybe it was just that one time only. And since it was a holiday, we were getting ready to see his family from his dad's side. They had invited us over for a barbecue. And we were both kind of like, oh, you know, since we're going to be with family, should we announce that we're pregnant or should we wait? So we were kind of like thinking like, well, you know, we're excited and we want to tell people, but then it's too soon still. And I don't have an ultrasound picture to kind of show off. So it's like, I kind of want to wait. And so when we were there, um, everyone was drinking and everyone was offering me drinks and I kept saying, no, I don't want any, can't, can't have it. And people kind of started questioning, like, why is she not drinking? You know, it's a holiday, you should have fun. And we, me and my boyfriend kind of looked at each other and started laughing and someone already knew, like, you guys are pregnant, aren't you? And we couldn't hold that excitement, of course. So we told everyone and they were hugging us, they were congratulating us. And then, I don't know, it, I think that same day, maybe a little bit after sharing the news, I started feeling really, really strange. Like I started feeling like a flow of blood. And I knew that was definitely not normal. I knew that I was not peeing on myself because I knew how to, con how to like control that. So I rushed to the bathroom and yeah, it was a huge amount of blood. Like if I was like my period, I was freaking out so bad that I remember calling my boyfriend like you need to come you need to come like this is not normal like like I'm seeing a lot of blood and he obviously didn't know what to do he was freaking out he was scared like he was like do do we go do I take you to the doc to the office or what would I do I was so embarrassed because we had just shared our news that we're having a baby and now something is not good like something's not like something's happening and it's not good and I think I trusted them and I told them you know like oh I'm bleeding and everyone was just like you need to take her to the emergency room so we left uh, the family party so soon and we rushed to the emergency room and it made it even more worse because I remember when we stopped in the entrance and we got our temperature um, taken my boyfriend was not allowed to go in so I felt even more alone and I remember since it was a holiday the hospital was actually pretty slow and empty so they rushed me right away to a room and they started connecting me and they started taking all these blood um, tests and asking me to go take a urine test and 
they were doing everything to get all the testing right. And I remember just waiting in the emergency room just by myself, bleeding. And then I, after that, while I was waiting for the ultrasound tech to come in to, to get a ultrasound, um, I went into the restroom there. And that's when I saw my first blood clot. And I remember I instantly, like, I felt like my heart dropped. baby so I remember I like called my boyfriend like right there I was like I don't know what to do I saw a blood clot and I think that's the baby and he was just like calm down calm down they're gonna go get they're gonna go ahead and check you okay it's like just calm down so I go back to my room and the ultrasound tech comes in and she prepares me and everything they do the abdominal one and after that she does the vaginal one and i just remember she was so quiet and i kept asking her like i know you can't tell me but like does everything look okay and she was like i'm sorry cancel anything like the doctor will be the one discussing all the results i think she literally took like just 20 minutes just taking all these pictures and not once was the screen turn on me like it was just facing her and then again more waiting and more waiting until finally the doctor comes in he was like i'm sorry you're having a miscarriage i think i don't know how i got it together but i never once cried when the doctors were there when the nurses were there i was like like if I had no emotion, and I just remember hearing that. And after that, he just leaves and then the nurse comes in. And if it wasn't for this nurse, I don't know what I would have done because since I had no support, I had no one to hold my hand. She comes in and she just was like so nice. And she was just explaining to me like, oh, you know, if you don't have any health insurance, it's okay, you know, but you do need to get a follow-up with an OB because they need to keep checking on you. But if you don't, you can always come back into the emergency room and we can care, we can take care of you. And after that, I kind of got the courage to ask, like, well, he said, I'm having a miscarriage. And she was like, yeah, you are, but and it looks like you're having a threatened miscarriage. So you might possibly, the baby might be, it could survive or it cannot. It all depends on your follow-up with your OB-YGN. And so after that, you know, I guess my pulse was so high that they wouldn't allow me to leave the emergency room without my pulse going down. So I was waiting and waiting. I honestly didn't even care that my, my pulse was so high. All I wanted was run out of the hospital and just hug my boyfriend and just go home and then finally they released me and um i just remember walking out of the hospital room and i just hugged him and we cried for a little bit and then after that we informed his family like everything that was going on and i remember going home and that's when i made a decision to let my mom know since our families didn't know, like my family didn't know, I had to pretty much give her the bad news. So I had to pretty much tell her, hey mom, I'm pregnant, but I'm also going through a threatened miscarriage.
she didn't know what to say to me she was pretty disappointed that like I had to let her know in that kind of way and then I just felt like this wasn't how I wanted to tell you trust me I had this full surprise plan and how I wanted to do it and it just didn't work out that way so um that same week on a Monday since my miscarriage happened on Saturday on 4th of July I had to wait until Monday to finally call the OB and see if I can get an appointment to get seen. So I called first thing in the morning and they didn't have any appointments until Tuesday. So I was like, okay, I'll wait one more day then. Um, Tuesday comes and they call me back and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. We actually have to reschedule your appointment. I, I think I was just so fed up that I remember just being like, no, you're not going to reschedule my appointment. I was like, I've been through a lot right now. I just came out of the emergency room over the weekend and I was bleeding. I was like, I cannot be rescheduled. Like someone has to see me. Like, I don't care. Like you guys need to see me. And I think the receptionist felt like kind of like, uh, I don't know what to do, but we'll go ahead and call you back. And I was, since she, I, since I felt like I wasn't going to get seen on Tuesday, I started just calling other OBs in the area to see who can take me right now. And since with the COVID thing, they don't really see in-person appointments a lot. I think I scheduled myself with like a telemedicine appointment with a different doctor. And that was a no help either because, of course, she's not going to do an ultrasound. All I was going to do was just talk to her. And so that didn't work. And then finally, the original OB that I was going to get seen calls me back, and it was the medical assistant who was calling me and telling me, well, you know, I had an OB um, check on your results and everything that came back for an emergency room. And it looks like everything is looking fine. Your ultrasound looks good, and your HCG, your HCG levels are really perfect. You're actually over 17,000 where someone that was 11 weeks pregnant would be at. So I felt like she kind of was trying to comfort me and tell me that everything was going to be okay. And if I wasn't bleeding anymore, then that's probably a good sign. Um, so I said, okay, then thank you. And she was like, but we'll still see you Wednesday, okay? So they're scheduling for Wednesday. And since it was my first time being there, they I had a lot of paperwork to do. And, and again, you know, they're asking about this health insurance. And I had to let them know that I'm currently waiting on another one and I don't have have it with me so that took a little longer than it should have and then finally I, I go into the waiting room and I was waiting for the OB to come in so she finally comes in she literally only took like maybe two minutes doing the ultrasound and she had to tell me I'm sorry but I don't see anything anymore it looks like you passed it all out while you were bleeding so I just remember I was like again I stood frozen, didn't know what to say, so I was like, okay, thank you. Literally, the appointment only lasted like five minutes with her. She didn't tell me what, what I was going to expect. She didn't tell me that she was going to do a follow-up, which normally they're supposed to do. She didn't tell me anything. Just, this was like my first miscarriage. I had no idea. Like what to expect or what kind of questions to ask like I felt like as a provider there's just some, those are things that maybe they should inform me and not the other way around so I left the room and I again my boyfriend was waiting in the parking lot 
And I had to tell them the news. And I remember we were just crying and crying. And so we had to let everyone know, like, oh, we're not pregnant anymore. And yes. <laughs> That's pretty much my story. <laughs> Girl, I am so sorry for everything that you have gone through. And I'm just so proud of you for sharing, especially with it being so fresh and like literally happened not long ago. Uh, this is going to help so many people. And I hope that that brings a little bit of like light and purpose behind everything that you've gone through. And I just think you're so cool for doing this. I always like to ask at the end of every episode, if you have one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, I think during that time where, like where I was lost, I think I relied a lot, a lot on YouTube. Um, I didn't at the time didn't know about your podcast and I wish I probably I wish I knew because it probably would have helped me out a lot more I think YouTube didn't really have that much stories um, but there was one that like stood out and she literally said that the toughest battles the toughest battles always happens to the strongest people and that, that kind of made me feel like wow like we're like warriors you know like I feel like they say that, oh, you know, the statistics are one out of four. And I, I hate that statistics. I really hate it. But I feel like that, you know, with with this podcast and just like hearing other people's stories, I feel like we're all connected together. Like, even though we all don't know each other, I, I feel like this is a bond. And I don't know, it, it, it just helped me. <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely agree. We all have this. It's like a club I wish nobody to be a part of, but yeah. we all are a part of it. And it's honestly one of the most supportive communities that I've ever been a part of. And I, I, I am grateful for that. Um, where could somebody reach out to you if they wanted to do so? Um, my Instagram. It's pretty long, but I think I... I love it. To you. I have it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll link it in the description. It's like Diana. <laughs> like that's all I want to say. It. You guys, I think you guys I... will know what I'm talking about when you go when you go. You know, look her up. Um, it's cute. So I'll go ahead and I'll link your Instagram in the description of this episode so that it's easy for people to find you. Um, thank you so much for doing this. You'll have thank to keep us so posted much. moving forward, and good luck in the future. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just really appreciate you feeling the pull to share. So it's going to help somebody. And we'll talk soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam. You guys, we're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.